Now, this is an article I've been wanting to talk about for quite some time. It predicts what life could potentially be like in the year 2030, specifically if Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum get what they want, which is the Great Reset. Now, this article has been mirrored over at Forbes, and this is the original title. Welcome to 2030. I own nothing, I have no privacy, and life has never been better. Sure it is. Personally, it sounds like hell to me. And here's the exact same article over at the World Economic Forum's website, and the title has been changed to Here's How Life Could Change in My City by the Year 2030. And if I go and I scroll down here, you can see that it is indeed written by Ida Aachen, which is the same article over here, written by Ida Aachen. And if we go and kind of compare, you can see that, yes, this is this is the exact same article with obvious cosmetic changes to it. So it begs the question, why was the article renamed? Well, apparently it got a lot of attention back in 2017, probably unwanted and unneeded attention. Well, actually very much so needed attention, but to the World Economic Forum, probably unneeded attention. So they went and made it speculation, which is funny because when we cover this article, there is a bunch of disclaimers saying how it's just, you know, this is what life could be like, but we know better because the Great Reset, this is completely in line with it. And when I, in my next video, I'm going to be talking about the video that came out of Davos back on the 25th of January, and it really kind of lays out everything that they want to do, and it plays right into this article. Now, Ida Aachen is a member of the Parliament of Denmark and former Minister of the Environment from 2011 to 2014. Now, it says that she's a member of the Social Liberal Party, which is no longer the case. She is now a member of the Social Democrats. Now, one thing I think is funny that her bio leaves out here is that originally she was a member of the Socialist People's Party in Denmark before switching to the Social Liberal Party, which probably explains why this article has such socialist utopian themes to it. Now, another thing I find very interesting about this article is that we have this author's note, which is shared at the very beginning of the article and again at the end. And it reads, some people have read this blog as my utopia or dream of the future. It is a scenario showing where we could be heading for better or for worse. I wrote this piece to start a discussion about some of the pros and cons of the of the current technological development. Now, I call shenanigans, and the reason why is because the World Economic Forum has this video, which I'm going to start playing and talking over it. Now, the video itself parrots a lot of the talking points from this article, like how you will own nothing and everything will be delivered by drone. Now, another thing they leave out is the fact that you're not going to have any privacy, but why broadcast that? And there's a bunch of other things, um, one of which is the United States is no longer the world's leading superpower. Now, there's also a bunch of other things that the article doesn't talk about, like how they have the ability to go and 3D print organs, which is actually kind of cool. But there's a bunch of other stuff that's rather dystopian, like how you're not going to be eating as much meat anymore because they want you to eat bugs. Now, I'm going to just go and jump to the end where they talk about how Western values are going to be pushed to its breaking points, whatever that means, probably because they want the decline of Western civilization. But I'm just speculating. So now that we've gotten through all this, let's finally, finally get to the article. Welcome to the year 2023. Welcome to my city, or should I say our city? 
I don't own anything. I don't own a car. I don't own a house. I don't own any appliances or any clothes. I find the idea of people not owning their own clothing to be kind of disturbing. I mean, do you borrow somebody else's underwear? I mean, all joking aside, I understand the idea. If you live in a large city, you typically rent an apartment or rent a home. And sometimes you don't own a car because you take mass transportation because driving a car in a very large city like New York is rather inconvenient. But the idea of you're not owning clothes or appliances is just this is nightmarish. I mean, what are you expecting us to do? Live in grass huts like band level societies? A lot of this, that's what this sounds like. Getting back to a more primitive time in a weird sort of way. It might seem odd to you, but it makes perfect sense for us in this city. No, no, it doesn't. This sounds absolutely dystopian to me, but not to the author because she's a freaking socialist. Sharing clothes. Everything you consider a product has now become a service. Back in the early 2000s, I remember reading this article from the Register talking about this exact same scenario. Nobody was for it then, and they shouldn't be for it now. This is an absolute nightmare. The fact that you don't own anything? Man, that's such a recipe for disaster. We have access to transportation, accommodations, food, and all the things we need in our daily lives. One by one, all these things have become free, so it ended up not making sense for us to own much. All this sounds great, right? Everything's free, free food. But here's the problem. The just-in-time system. What happens when it breaks down? And we've already seen this. We saw this last year at the beginning of the COOF, where grocery stores were getting hit. And this is why prepping is so important. This is the reason why owning things is important. Because when that just-in-time system breaks down, and you're so reliant on that system... What happens when you're not able to get any of the essentials? Meat, eggs, butter, milk, vegetables. You're screwed at that point. And this is why prepping is so important. Now, I live in Texas. I got hit by the winter storm, but we were fine. You know the reason why? Is because I prep and I have stuff on hand. I own things. If I didn't have anything around my refrigerator and it was just being delivered to my home via drone... You think that system would still function in those type of weather conditions? Sure, you can weatherize the drone. But what happens when everybody is competing for the exact same resources and you have nothing on hand? You're going to starve. This idea of relying on the just-in-time system is a bad idea. And this just makes it worse. First, communication became digitized and free to everyone. Then when clean energy became free, things started to move quickly. Transportation dropped dramatically in price. It made no sense for us to own cars anymore because we could call a driverless vehicle or a flying car for longer journeys within minutes. We started transporting ourselves in much more organized and coordinated ways when public transportation became easier, quicker, and more convenient than cars. Man, that sounds wonderful, right? I mean, free transportation? Go anywhere you want? You don't need a car anymore? Sounds great, right? Except that there's some sort of disaster, be it man-made or natural. 
<laughs> and people need to get out of the city. I mean, what could go wrong, right? I mean, you don't have everyone competing for the same vehicles. <laughs> this is such a dystopian idea. Literally, people, if, if, if um, people need to get out of the city for whatever reason or a specific area like downtown, let's say there's a terrorist attack like what happened with 9-11, you're going to have people literally trying to kill each other to get into vehicles so they can get out of danger. This is such a bad idea. Now I can hardly believe we accepted congestion and traffic jams, not to mention the air pollution from combustion engines. What were we thinking? Clearly, you're not thinking. Now, I'm not saying what we have now is perfect. I mean, traffic jams are a thing. And if there is a disaster, odds are there could be a traffic jam while you're trying to get out. So I mean, there's obviously pros and cons on both sides, but you are more likely to survive if you're reliant on yourself and not just dependent on the system. That is the thing about this article. It's making people dependent on the system and government. People need to be more self-reliant and not dependent on a system that is prone to failure. Sometimes I use my bike when I go to see some of my friends. Whoa, 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 hold, hold, hold on a second. Hold on a second. What do you mean your bike? I, I, I thought you don't own anything, not even clothing. How do, you, how do you own a bike then? Just pointing out the inconsistencies here. I enjoyed the exercise and the ride. It kind of gets the soul to come along on a journey. Funny how some things seem to never seem to lose their excitement. Walking, biking, cooking, drawing, and growing plants. It makes perfect sense and reminds us how our culture emerged out of a close relationship with nature. I got nothing. In our city, we don't pay any rent because someone else is using our free spaces whenever we don't need it. It sounds like you permanently live in a hostel. Okay. My living room is used for business meetings when I'm not there. Seriously, how, how does that even work? I mean, you go out for a walk, maybe somebody comes into your living room for a meeting and you come home. You're like, hey, um, hey, Bob, are, are you finishing up soon? Because um, I got to watch the Real Housewives of 2030. Sounds kind of inconvenient. Once in a while, I'll choose to cook for myself. It's easy. The necessary kitchen equipment is delivered at my door within minutes. Since transport has become free, we stop having all those things stuffed into our home. I went downstairs and made myself a salad, you know, because I own a refrigerator and the food that's inside. Don't ask me why I'm eating out of a mixing bowl. Why keep a pasta maker and a crepe cooker crammed in our cupboards? We can just order them when we need them. So um, what happens when you can't get all that stuff, you know, because there's a prolonged power outage and all those drones suddenly lose power and you can't have things delivered to your home anymore. Think about that. Probably not. I told you, don't ask me why I'm eating out of a mixing bowl. This has also made breakthroughs of our circular economy easier. When products are turned into services, no one has an interest in things with short lifespans. Everything is designed for durability, repairability, and recyclability. The materials are flowing more quickly in our economy and can be transformed to new products pretty easily. Environmental problems seem 
far away since we only use clean energy and clean production methods. So this article was written in 2016, which means they had 14 years to figure all this out. I don't think we're any closer now than we were then. We don't really have a whole lot of clean energy at the moment. I mean, we have some through solar and wind, geothermal, other things like that. But for the most part, you're not getting rid of fossil fuels in 14 years. Hell, you're not getting rid of them in nine. It's unrealistic. The air is clean. The water is clean. Even the dirt is clean. It's a Bill and Ted reference in case you didn't catch it. And nobody would dare touch the protected areas of nature because they constitute such a value to our well-being. In the cities, we have plenty of green spaces and plants and trees all over. I still don't understand why in the past we filled all the free spots in the city with concrete. Well, it's funny. You could actually blame that on poor urban planning. Shopping? I can't really remember what that is. Uh, that was cringe. For most of us, it has been turned into choosing things to use. Sometimes I find this fun. And sometimes I just want the algorithm to do it for me. Translation, sometimes I like thinking for myself, but most of the time I don't because thinking is hard. It knows my taste better than I do now. One of the things I find the most frightening of all about big data is its ability to predict people's actions or what their behaviors may be or what they may like. This essentially is minority report except using computers instead of psychics. And this is something that we should not be giving to any one corporation or government to have this amount of data on people. Because what happens if the algorithm thinks that you are a subversive person? You need to go to a re-education camp because you believe certain things or you may potentially believe certain things. For a while, everything was turned into entertainment and people didn't want to bother themselves with difficult issues. Because why think for yourself when you can have other people do the thinking for you or an algorithm do the thinking for you? It was only at the last minute that we found out how to use all these new technologies for better purposes than just killing time. Well, you know, complacent sheep are easier to control. My biggest concern are all those people who don't live in our city. Those we lost on the way. Those who decided that it became too much. All this technology. Those who felt obsolete and useless when robots and AI took over a big part of our jobs. Those who got upset with the political system and turned against it. Yeah, all those people that you lost along the way, they sound like the ones that actually have the most freedom. They live different kinds of lives outside the city. Some have formed little self-supplying communities. Others have just stayed in empty and abandoned houses in small 19th century villages. You know, the scariest thing about it is that this reminds me an awful lot of Demolition Man. And you know what? I'm going to be one of those guys living down the sewer. See, according to Cocteau's plan, I'm the enemy because I like to think. I like to read. 
I'm into freedom of speech and freedom of choice. I'm the kind of guy who likes to sit in a greasy spoon and wonder, gee, should I have the T-bone steak or the jumbo rack of barbecue ribs with the side order of gravy fries? I want high cholesterol. I want to eat bacon and butter and buckets of cheese, okay? I want to smoke a Cuban cigar the size of Cincinnati in a non-smoking section. I want to run through the streets naked with green jello all over my body reading Playboy magazine. Why? Because I suddenly might feel the need to, okay, pal? I've seen the future. You know what it is? It's a 47-year-old virgin sitting around in his beige pajamas drinking a banana broccoli shake singing, I'm an Oscar Mayer wiener. Once in a while, I get annoyed about the fact that I have no real privacy. Nowhere I can go and not get registered. I know that, somewhere. Everything I do, think, and dream of is recorded. I just hope that nobody will use it against me. Wow, that's because, you know, thought crimes will be used against you. Just look at what's going on with Twitter these days. I mean, God forbid in the future that you actually try and think for yourself. I mean, this sounds like such a lovely utopia, right? No privacy. And if you think out of line, it could be used against you. And algorithms knowing you better than you know yourself. Yeah, that's not a recipe for disaster. All in all, it's a pretty good life. Sure sounds like hell to me. Much better than the path we were on, where it became so clear that we could not continue with the same model of growth. We had all these terrible things happening. You're still going to have issues. You're just trading your older ones in for newer ones. For example, a complete lack of privacy, lifestyle diseases, climate change, the refugee crisis, environmental degradation. And you think all those are going to go away in 14 years? Now nine? I don't see that happening. Completely congested cities, water pollution, air pollution, social unrest, and unemployment. All right, folks, so here's some food for thought. This article was written in 2016, and it sure does feel like they were predicting the events that took place in 2020. J just saying. We lost way too many people before we realized that we could do things differently. So there you have it, folks. I know Aachen's vision for what 2030 could potentially look like. Now, do I think that this is actually going to happen by 2030? No, no, I don't. Is this something that I can see happening towards the future? Yes, absolutely. I think this is something that the World Economic Forum is pushing for in the form of the Great Reset. And we need to make sure that we push back. And the way we can do this is by getting involved and acting locally. We need to make sure that we push back by getting involved locally in our politics, in our community, and make sure that these bad ideas don't get implemented. Become an activist for your rights and get involved. All right, folks, that's all I got. This is Ian signing off. Thanks for watching. If you're new to the channel, we have a deep content library that includes interviews with everyone from Mike Cernovich to Megan Murphy. So go check it out. If you'd like to see more, please consider supporting the show by visiting unsafespace.com slash donate. You can find us on all the major social media platforms, at least for now, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space chat on Telegram. See you there. Warning. This is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production has not been authorized by the cathedral. Pay no attention to it. For your protection, 
The following co-conspirators have been unpersoned and marked for cancellation. You have permission to feel safe now. You are welcome. Here's a fun lived experience. Human biologicals enjoy an unearned and privileged status in today's culture. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Please enjoy this special message of appreciation from your benevolent leaders. Computer voice Curtis, never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.